were make-believe. I like the haunted places in America books and all the like a hundred haunted locations around the globe. And I, those are the ones I liked. And, and of course I was always fascinated with the photography, but what was always unique to me growing up with them was that um, you, you would hold the book and read a story about a ghost that walked the staircase. And there would just be an old black and white picture of a staircase. And of course, in that point, you're led to your imagination of what was actually experienced or seen. And so even as a kid, I always wondered like, like, a, what, what did they see? What did, you know, they're describing it, but what would it be like to see it? And then you flash forward, and I've loved the ghost stories all my life, and you pass, flash forward. Um, when I graduated college in, in uh, 2010 with a, with a Bachelor of Journalism, of all things, and uh, the night of graduation, night of graduation, uh, I was going to, instead of walking the stage with the cap and gown, uh, I was going to go to a Tom Petty concert with a friend of mine from out of town because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and of course, I live in Fort Worth, Texas now with my wife and family. And um, and so instead of walking this walking the stage, I'm going to go to Tom Petty with, a, with my best friend from high school. But at the last minute, Tom Petty cancels this concert at the very last minute. He decided to do Saturday Night Live instead. Fair enough. Right. So all of a sudden I'm left with nothing to celebrate on actual graduation night. I'm not walking the stage. I'm not going to the concert anymore. And then my wife, who's a massage therapist, I'd heard from a client of hers of the famous Catfish Plantation. Of anyone, anyone's ever heard of that? It's been on Discovery Travel Channel, Ghost Lab, very famous place in Waxahachie. And of all things, that night we had eaten there a couple of times prior. But of all things, and so I was familiar with it. But of all things, that night they had an after-hours ghost hunt party with a paranormal team, and all you can eat sounds wonderful. They had two tickets left, two tickets left. And even then, when my wife bought them they were reluctant to sell that second ticket because they were so overflowing. But that night I took my first, uh, first paranormal photos. So instead of, it, there's no coincidence to it. Instead of walking the stage, going to Tom Petty, all of a sudden that night of graduation, literally right out of college, literally I'm taking the first um, ghost photos and what I, that, I, that, I, that would lead on to the seven year journey to where it is now. And it was just incredible because looking back, Simply put, there are no coincidences, and what it's turned into was uh, little did I know what it was turning into. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and you'll have to walk me through because the first slides, and I just have a couple on the end, but the first slides are yours. So, you know, you're going to have to walk me through at what point you want to begin uh, those slides and introduce those into your story. I just want to comment. I think that's really incredible. Uh, when you look at that, when you look back at that, it really looks unmistakable that you were being led into this very clearly, you know, door slam, door slam, door wide open. So I think that's really super, super Thank cool. You. That's a really neat story of how you took your first photo. So do you want to walk us through the slides or do you want to, do you have anything you want to add before we begin the slides, Michael? Well, before we begin the slides, I will say uh, in, in, the, in, in uh, the selection of slides that I chose will kind of give you a taste of what all is going on. Uh, but basically, uh, uh, being a Christian faith and being raised in a church, a Southern Baptist church, uh, uh, the, I was raised around churchgoers who didn't ex- Ghosts were bad. You know, everything was evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it took a long time uh, for me to, like, really em- embrace all of this. Uh, but but what had happened, but what it turns out is that, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm 
still a Christian faith. Uh, but, but God literally said uh, at some point to me in the journey, he said that I'm allowing you to photograph angels and spirits on this level so that you can share me through it. And, mm-hmm. and, and so everyone will always ask, so they've never seen photographs like that before and, and such and such. And I said, well, I, it has nothing to do with talent or skill. I can take pictures all the live long day, but uh, but I'm not the one that allowed. And I use the word allowed. I'm allowed to photograph it to have that level of access. And and through it all, uh, as as we start as we lead into the slides, through it all, I tell you, it's just been a that was incredible enough. But we will touch on this later in the slides. But in 2015, in 2015, I started getting repeating numbers and visions. Mm-hmm. And what was unique uh, when we get to the book Ghost Revelations, which was kind of the best of last book of the trilogy as far as the photography goes the the scripture i put in it is about living from your heart it was matthew 6 21 and and that just kind of came out of nowhere but and that book was put out in 2014 in 2015 the the first repeating number started which was 21 actually started on 6 21 which was, happened to be father's day on a sunday and to celebrate father's day we actually went to the catfish plantation that day and even the bill was $21. So, so it's just, and then you're basically, as we lead into those slides, uh, once you get into, you know, I thought the, the pictures and experiences in itself was something, but now this whole new layer has been added through repeating numbers and visions and confirmations that I've been giving. And, and, and I'll, and I'll uh, touch on that more as we get into the slides. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, um, um, get into the slides. All right, hold on a minute. Let's go here. All right, so here's our first one. And this is your book? That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is your first book. You take it over. Take it Take it away, Michael. Sure, well, in 2011 uh, was when A Catfish Tale came out. Uh, out of college, I was struggling to find a job. Uh, absolutely shut down in every way, shape, and form. And, of course, I would spend my time going to the restaurant, uh, Catfish Plantation, uh, eating lunch there. And uh, and I had gotten maybe two or three, four hand, little photos that, that just kind of struck me as interesting. And I love history and I love photography. Uh, I was basically, long story short, I was moved to ask them to write it if I could do a book on them. And by that time, I would re- developed a nice uh, rapport with them and they're wonderful family. And they said, oh, sure, go right ahead. And so initially when this book came out, or when I actually, when I was working on it, the the hauntings and the ghost part was only going to be like two or three pages worth. But what had happened is that this book was literally made uh, kind of a make-as-you-go book. Uh, Every time I went, the spirits would come out more and more. And all of a sudden, what was going to turn into two or three pages of mention wound up dominating the entire book. And uh, on an incredible level, but but the most amazing thing in the turning point and the reason you have books that came after this was uh, little did I know it, but God is always involved in what you're doing. And at this time, at this time, uh, what it, you know, I'd had like spirits follow you home. You get kind of nervous. I'd been to other places, and this and it would just come out. Everyone always said it, uh, the spirits would just come out wherever I went. But what it was, I woke up one morning, the book was finished, but I woke up one morning in April 2011 and um, 
And I was moved, my heart, I was moved to go back one more time. I couldn't resist the urge to go back to the catfish plantation one more time and take another round of pictures. But because of the experience that I'd had that had frightened me and gotten kind of, you know, once again, this stuff isn't like what you read in the books. This is some pretty serious stuff. But, but for the first time, I was moved to like, I actually took my Bible and, and I, I sat down and I prayed for God to keep me safe and be with me. And while little did I know he was always involved, that day I actually acknowledged that I wanted him involved. And then that same day I photographed an angel up close in seven photographs. And that became the cornerstone of uh, where it crossed from just your typical haunted house spirit stories uh, and it crossed over into a spiritual realm. And and you're, you're literally talking about an angel that not only am I seeing and, and feeling, but it's literally like crystal clear photos, seven seven being the number of completion. What was unique, the, the book took seven months to write even, so from the time that I asked to do it. But that, but that led it into a whole other level, um, which uh, just put me deeper and deeper into it. And therefore, after... Whereas you've got books two and three, and then of course the children's book we'll get to. But if it wasn't for that instance of photographing the angel up close like that, and it just changed the scope of everything. And um, and then later, just to add this in quick, uh, in 2013, there was a paranormal conference uh, where they were raising money for breast cancer. And so I, I went to, it was my first, not only being able to sign, it was my first speaking gig. So what I decided to talk about was those pictures. So I showed all seven pictures in the order they were taken and talked about them. And I, and I realized at the time I was moved to tears how much it impacted me. And at that time also what was really unique, I was still sitting on the fence. Is this okay to be doing? Is this bad? Yeah. Am I, yeah, I mean, because, because at this point I'm still wrestling with, is this an okay thing to do? Is this, is this not an okay thing to do? But what, but what, what I was given that day and going back to repeating numbers and things, what I was given that day was the confirmation that it was okay. A lady came up to me right after I shared the story of the angels, of the angel. And she held my hand and she says, I can barely wait for you to finish, but I have a message for you. She said, she squeezed my hand. She said, me and my husband weren't going to come here today, but a, but a voice told me to come. She says, I wasn't even going to sit in and listen to you speak, but I was told to do so. And then she took my hand. And she looked me in the eyes and it still gives me chills even right now. She said, God wants you to know he was very delighted that day you involved him and that there would be so much more to keep going. It is not over. It is not over. There's going to be so much more to this, but you just have to keep going and trust him. But but what was just after that, it was, it was just one of the situations where I went home uh, with that was just the biggest takeaway I could ever hope to have. And and. And that day, it was God giving me the green light to quit sweating it, <laughs> quit worrying. <laughs> totally understand more than you know. I don't. I mean, yes. a lot of people do know this. You don't know this, but my dad's actually a Grace Brethren pastor, so very conservative uh, Christian home, and it doesn't really work when you're born seeing spirits. <laughs> so yeah, we can talk. Okay, do you okay. Uh, question? Did you see the angel at this at the plantation? Or somewhere else. No. Oh no, the, this this angel. There, I photographed two angels. Each of them appeared in seven photographs. But this one that I'm talking about was at the catfish plantation. Oh, it was okay. It was it was, and uh, 
And uh, as we get into the photos, the, the camera catches the angel as he is. Like you will only see, I think it may be a couple of photos I sent of the seven. But what's unique also is that the as I grew in my spiritual walk, I realized that there were like messages, like like we'll see it as they come up, but there was actual messages, whether it be the time on a clock or like in one, the angel's next to me, but there's a picture on the wall with the word hope on it. And and as I grew spiritually, I started connecting with the deeper messages that were being given to me throughout the experience. That's really neat. Okay, you're going to have to let me know when you want me to move on to the next. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go. Okay. Let's okay. see what we got. There we go. Okay, I'll touch on this one briefly, but uh, 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 Ghost of Spiritual Journey was nice because uh, I had just done A&E biography, my ghost story, and uh, and I had, apart from the Catfish Plantation, I had so many other photographs in it. And also, remember, the first angel I photographed was April 2011 on the night of the winter solstice in, two, in December 2011 at Miss Molly's Hotel in the Fort Worth Stockyards not the same angel, but another angel came into the room and laid across the bed. And I have pictures of it as he, as he rises up to the ceiling and lays across the bed, which also appeared in seven photographs. And that one was the, that one was the, uh, kind of the kicker for me to do this one. And what I liked about ghost to spiritual journey, because it goes into like new Orleans and other places like that. What I loved is kind of a nod to the traditional, uh, books that I grew up loving. So I took five of my favorite places, give a nice little history of each place and and show some of the incredible photos from each one interspliced with photos that are that may not even have a, a spirit in them. I really like the idea of creating the ambiance, just like with Catfish Tale. It's not just a book where you're only looking at the spirit photos. You're looking at the restaurant. You're pretty much getting a 360. I mean, it's like a walkthrough. OK, So this this basically goes to spiritual journey as I'm getting deeper into this was a, was a nice way because when you sit down and start writing things, you never know how they're going to come out. You're really guided and moved. Like, like I've been told before who wrote these books, God wrote these books, you know, you're through you, you're just sitting there writing them. But this one was nice because uh, it was a nice uh, homage to the classic uh, haunted places in America books I grew up with. Gotcha. Okay. Now here, yeah, this is, this is my wife's favorite. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is Ghost Revelations. This is my wife's favorite. Um, when I got to this one, uh, you know, everything in threes, I knew that at least as far as this, at least as far as the uh, the type of books uh, that I was doing, it, there was going to be a third one. And what I loved about this one, it was a chance for me to, uh, any any paranormal spirit photograph that I wanted in the book made it into this one. For the first time, you see all seven and all seven angel photos in order. You see, basically, I fill in all those gaps, and so and, and also in the process, I liked uh, it, it's full of the of the classic photos from the first two, plus a lot of never before seen ones that really fill in the gaps. And plus, it was an opportunity too. There is a to add in a, a, a few new places. Uh, one of them, one of them, my favorite was the nightclub I met my wife at the Lizard Lounge in Dallas. <laughs> what I loved is that there, back when it was the it was a is a is a nightclub bar now, and I met her in '97. We've been together over 20 years now. But what I loved is that uh, it actually had a haunted history, and so uh, it used to be uh, the Crystal Ballroom, uh, uh, the Crystal Palace, actually from way back when, uh, where jazz people would play. But they had a spirit that haunted there. 
and and uh, and I can't believe the guy actually gave me permission to do it, but he gave me run of the place for a couple hours, and it was nice little moment to be able to sit there in the same chair that my wife was sitting in the night I met her and actually uh, take these incredible photos of the spirit right by the dressing room door. Wow. This is the all encompassing book. And, and what I love, like to sum it all up in the catfish tale, if you you look at it as 2011 is a catfish tale. It's just, it's a journey of innocence. I really don't know what I'm getting myself into. And then by the time you get to Ghosts of Spiritual Journey, I've gotten a really strong taste of, of the depth and magnitude of everything. And at this point, I, and as and Ghosts of Spiritual Journey, I'm still kind of on the fence, still wrestling and coming into my own with this. But by the time I got to Ghost Revelations, and that's why I like the title Revelations, is by the time I got to it, I understood it. It all made sense, and I had come into it completely so that when I sat down, I could actually like connect with it on that spiritual level that I, that I had not grown into in the previous two. And, and it was a really, really deep book and a very personal book. It's not a book about rehashing the history of haunted places and such. It is a very personal. I talk about my own experiences and, you know, camp every, everything from camping at mineral wells to you name it, or going to New Orleans and for the third time with my wife and, and just very personal book. And just to be able to like, put it all together like that. And then at the same time, have every photo of the graph that I want, because I've got thousands of photos and, and it takes a long time to go through them all. But these books are designed for people that aren't used to looking at stuff. I really wanted the in your face kind of photographs in them. So, so that's, it takes a while to go through all these pictures, but uh, the ones that really resonated, the ones that really are like so obvious and stand out are the ones that make it in. What is this picture of my, um, Michael? This uh, this is actually the, uh, the the spirit is Lola. This I remember taking it. She's in. I was sitting in one of the dining rooms of the catfish plantation. Okay. And I took the picture. Very powerful picture. She was that was floating right by the door by me. And right after I took the picture, my sunglasses went flying off the table. Oh. And uh, the owner's daughter at the time said, "Oh, that's Lola. She really likes you." Ah. And, uh, and, and as I had visited the catfish plantation and photographed it multiple times, she would always show up this way. Oh. She's the only one that would show up blue in this manner. Okay. And so, uh, and so th- that, that, that photograph always resonated with me as like a very special one because it's so unique and so mysterious. So I decided to put that on there. And what I love is that you won't see it here, but on the back of the book is the first blood moon. Uh, I had never photographed the blood moon before or photographed any kind of, uh, what would you call it, any any kind of stars or anything. But uh, I photographed the first blood moon and I put that on the back. And, and what I loved is that later when the title Ghost Revelations came about and how I didn't realize it at the time, but how the blood moon ties into Revelations. And, you know, you, these are just things as you're putting the book together, you don't you don't really know the own message coming out of the book until you pieced it together. But this book really comes, uh, comes through to, to sum it all up. This book is about, about all these incredible experiences and photographs that I put the places and, and photos in there that touched me the deepest. And, and what I loved is not what I learned necessarily about the paranormal, but what I learned about myself. Mm. And, and, and this book is really, if you ever wind up getting a copy of it, uh, as you'll see, and I didn't realize it at the time, but, but to put it bluntly, it's about living from the heart and getting out of your head. Mm, I love that. Uh, 
That's yeah, awesome. and 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 it, it, that if anyone that will get a copy of that and go through it, you'll see right off the bat what that's all about. Yeah. But but just a. All three of them are very special, but my wife really loves this one. <laughs> That's my favorite, huh? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Oh. Here's an interesting one. Yeah, well, there's uh, – I always wanted to write books, and, and, and it was going to start with a children's book like most people, but I always jokingly yet seriously say, oh, I would have put a children's book out first, uh, but God had other plans, you know. <laughs> so, but, but what was great, in 2014, while there's nothing – there's no ghosts and spirits in this book. Uh, there's two stories I must share behind it. It's a very prophetic book. There was a lot of mm. uh, paranormal spiritual happenings around it. And, uh, and at this point, uh, what it is, uh, is that at the 2014 ghost revelations, a couple of weeks after that came out, I woke up and I, just as I was moved to photograph that angel, I wound up photographing that day. I was moved to get this book off the ground. I don't know how to saw or direct or, I don't know how to sew, sew anything or stitch or draw. I can take pictures. But I went to a Joanne fabric, and there was a lady sitting there, a very nice lady. And, and I'll try to keep this really brief, but, but, but a, a very nice lady. And I had asked her where something was. And, and keep in mind, this is the same day I was moved to get this book off the ground, taking my son to Joanne fabric, asking where materials are. She said, I don't work here, but I'm up here all the time. Uh, I'll just let you know I'm here all the time, but I don't work here. And she's real sweet. But basically, a short conversation later, she was willing to make him for me. And so, wow, all in the first day you were moved to do this, I was moved to do this. And so we exchanged emails, and then I shot her uh, back and forth, you know, like the drawings and diagrams down to the – because just like George Lucas, he knew what his stormtrooper wanted to look like, but he had to have someone else build him, you know. So a couple of months later – I meet her back up at Joanne Fabric. He's ready. And uh, and she didn't want anything but $40 for making him. And what was unique later on turned out the book wound up being only 40 pages long. But what was beautiful is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm gushing over because she's knocked him out of the park. I'm like, well, can I give you this? Can I do that? Can I do that? And she's like turning me down on every, politely turning me down on everything. And at the very end, I said, well, at least may I give you a copy of the book when it comes out? And even then she was reluctant, but she went, uh, sure, okay. She smiled. And then flash forward uh, forward to 2016 when the book came out, um, I go back into my emails and all the emails mysteriously disappeared. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I, where I kept the piece of paper with her email on it, that was gone. Wow. And everything, everything was all of a sudden gone, and I turned to my wife and said, well, what this is weird. I save everything. I have all of my business stuff, and it's, this this is the only part missing. And she said, "Well, why don't you go up to Joanne Fabric and see if she's there? And if she's not there, she says she's there all the time. Someone's going to know who she is." And I go up there, and of course, she's not there. And then I talk to employees and describe her, and they say, "We have no idea who you're talking about. We've never seen that person." What? It's a true story. It sent chills up and down my back at the time. And then I come home. And I'm stunned. I come home and I pull him off the, I pull him off the shelf. He's a stuffed doll about, he said he's actually a foot tall. But, and then I finally really get a chance to really look at him. And it's just, wow. I mean, every stitch is perfect. Everything is, even after uh, photographing the book and what I put him through to photograph the book. Um, but every stitch is perfect. Everything is just, it, I'm just holding in my hand like stunned. And and the, the other story I wanted to share real quick with this is that, is that, um, 
the number 33 in the Bible, I found out later, and I had to get into biblical numerology because of all of the messages I was getting. The number 33 is relevant to the promise of God. This is when God says, uh, you, you, are, you are walking in your divine purpose, and, and, and I'm going to take care of you, and this is what I'm going to do for you. And, and that, that number is 33, just like in the Bible when Abraham's name, for instance, is said the 33rd time God promises him the son that he would later have. And what was unique at the time this book came out, the last time when the book came out, the last time I had been on television was Channel 33, mm. News Fix, uh, two interviews. I appear only one time in this book holding a slice of pizza out for the character, and it happened to fall on page 33. And then how I talked about how each angel appeared in seven photographs, apart from the ISBN number, the mm. book was given a seven random digit title ID number. A voice in my head about a month after the book came out, a voice in my head said, add those seven numbers up, 33. Mm. And uh, and I won't share what I've been told because, you know, the, the promise is made in spirit. But, uh, but I tell you, it's, it's just um, to see it carry over into, into this, it meant to me at that point that I was definitely on my way and on my journey. And, and, and it's just uh, even retelling these stories. And I've been asked these stories many times in different sure, interviews yeah. and different formats, but, but even now it still sends chills up my back because it uh, brings a tear to my eye because I'm very, uh, very humbled by this. I'm very, very honored. And, and I walk in humility with it and, and just, you know, the I don't, you know the byproducts are the byproducts, but the main reason I do what I do is uh, is that I'm led to do it and, it, and it touches a lot of people's lives. It really it really gives people a chance to wake up in a in a world that's so noisy. I agree. And I really agree. find their and really find their own place in this world. It's incredible. That's neat. I love that. Okay, here we go. What everybody's been waiting for, right? Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Keep in mind, uh, and. Uh, angels are huge, and this one is standing right next to me. So, I, I have a friend's uh, grandmother who has this book. She says, "Oh, I love the angel, but where's the rest of him?" I said, "Well, what are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like right on top of me." But what it was, this this is actually photo number seven. Okay. Seven taken. If you look, there's the right side of the head, and you can see where the wing attaches to the body. Uh, what it is is that at, on the seventh photo, I was actually. In my mind, I'm being guided. I was told to get in a kneeling position, oh, like in a position okay. of prayer. So I actually get down on my knees, and I was told internally to take a picture of the clock. Oh. In my mind at the time, I'm only taking this picture of the clock. No, the angel kneels in front of me, and, and, there, and of course, you can see the right side of the head, and there's the wing arcing over, and you see the interlocking spears of light. In the book, it's a lot more clear. I know this is just a thumbnail, but what's unique that I later discovered, if you look at what time it is on the clock, it's noon. Oh, there's, three yeah. time, there's three times of prayer. There's nine o'clock when, in, in accordance to the crucifixion, nine o'clock when uh, Jesus arrived at Calvary. There's noon when the first nail was driven in his hand. And of course, three o'clock when he gave up the spirit. And what this is, is that the angel I'm being moved to and the angel is kneeling with me in reverence of that. And I was told that later on. In fact, that story I'm telling you now was revealed to me not even six months ago. Wow. And, and if I would have known it then, I probably would have mentioned that in the book. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, Michael, did you see this with your naked eye or only through the 
photo or only later after you looked at the photos? How did you see this angel? The angel to me was a flash of light, like someone like flashing a light in your face. Uh, the camera captures him as he was. And uh, that, that, what's unique is in all seven photographs, you can see here he's more manifest like your traditional angel. Yeah. In other photographs, he's more energetic. Okay. But, but what I love also is that if you look in between the wing and the body of the dark space where the, light, the interlocking spheres are, you don't see him to the next room. Uh, it's literally like like a, just black space right in the middle of the wing, like he's breaking the plane. But one thing I learned, and I learned because I only observe documented photographs. I don't communicate with spirits like that. I'm basically told to just keep Smart. to myself, go and photograph. But what was unique, what was what a what was told to me? If you get into the science of it all, you're getting into quantum physics. So for people that are looking at these photographs. Uh, they vibrated a frequency that, that the human eye can't see. But what's unique is that the flash of the camera is indiscriminate. Uh, all the photographs you see of even old ghost photos, they were all taken with some level of flash because the camera doesn't know any better. It's just bringing back whatever it hits. But, but, but I, I was taught when I learned photography, I don't even own Photoshop. I'll, I'll clear that up right now. Uh, I don't own Photoshop. The guy that taught me photography he used to work on the tv show survivor and he said don't even buy photoshop a real photographer gets the photo the way you want it on the first try you don't barely wow. touch it so when you're looking at these photos the only thing i do to my photographs is i'll crop them and i will uh, adjust the brightness and contrast and literally that's it i adjust the brightness and contrast because what i was led to do is when you look at nasa photographs of the, of the planets and everything you're, you're dealing with levels of light. In this case, the angel's super bright. I had to actually tone him down a little bit. So I keep all the raw photographs on the memory cards and all the original cameras all stored and documented. But in this case, like when you bring down that brightness a little bit and you up the contrast, it, it can show you that detail that you really want to see. But other than that, I do nothing with the photographs whatsoever. They are as they are. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, tell us about this. Yeah, now here he is more energetic. You talk about okay. orbs of light, spheres of light. Well, this is what an angel one looks like. He, you know, on, on an orb, you'll see that exterior ring. That's the aura. But what's amazing, look at the angel's aura. Look how powerful that is. It's like a bright white band. And here he's like hanging out with me. You can see he's actually like reflecting off the chair. But what's unique, if you, here's the hope yeah. picture. You look up, there's the picture with the word hope on it. And okay. so... What's unique, you're doing all of this, you're moving, you're going through the motions, you're going on instinct and what you're moved to do. But, but uh, this is, this stuff was all prearranged, not by me. You know, this is a, this is a prearranged setup that you're just, you don't know if it's, you don't know of it being prearranged because you're, you don't know the story that he does. You know, you're going through the process, but this picture means a lot to me because we, we all want hope is a big thing, especially in the world we live in today. You know, you, you, you people hold on to hope. You hope for all this and you hope for your dreams and you hope for a better life. And and I felt very honored to have, you know, for, for me, hoping also for things uh, to actually have a picture with an angel in it, giving me a very direct message of hope. That meant, that meant a lot to me. And if I ever feel down or uncertain, all I have to do is pull this picture up <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and I get my confidence back really quick in, in things. <laughs> That's really beautiful. What I find interesting, because I don't think, I, even though I've had the pleasure of meeting 
quite a few angels, um, which is another show. I've never had that I know of photographed an angel in any form that I know of. And what Mm -hmm. I find interesting looking at this picture kind of, well, I know what it is for the first time. And I am quite into quantum physics. Um, I find it interesting that not only is an angel um, reflecting in white, as we might imagine, but that the angel is reflecting in what I call organ blue or the life giving force that drives the planet. Very interesting to me. I tell you that that blue is a pretty picture. And that's one of the reasons when I got to Ghost Revelations, because even the Lola org, you know, turned up blue. A yeah, lot. that's true too. And so blue is just a, you know, blue is a beautiful color. It's one of my favorites. And, and, uh, and it, and even, uh, it, you know, now I've seen this photograph up close, like you can, you won't, you won't catch it in the book, but I've zoomed in and, and the, they're right. There is a face in that. <laughs> There's a oh, face, in that okay. but it would take, it would take like zooming it in and looking at it. I didn't point it out in the book because the way it is presented in the book, you're not going to get that. Right. But, uh, but I tell you it, the, what, what gets me is just that thick white band of aura. It's just, it's just so pure and powerful. And, and, uh, and, and I tell you, you know, I, eventually, you know, I was to meet angels in person and that, that was something else when they come and check in on you. But I, and I know that like a lot of us, I'm not unique to this. People have this happen a lot where they're sometimes they're just simply not aware of it. But after, after I uh, had this day with the angel, uh, the game changed. And so I, I mean, uh, and, and, and the more tuned in I became, uh, the more tuned in I became, the more I was catching it. But wow, you know, I, I, that's a, that's a whole nother show too. But, uh, but I tell you, it, it was an honor to photograph an angel up close. And and uh, and that's and that is an allowed thing. That's a given thing. Sure, sure. Because, because yeah, God says I want you to know just as sure as these angels exist, so do I. And I love everybody, and I want the best for everybody, and I want everybody to come to me and walk in their purpose. And 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 I tell people walking in your divine purpose is not in your comfort zone. Mm. Uh, people will see these photographs and see me on TV and go to signing and stuff. But they don't know the other. They don't know the flip point of this. You know, it costs you something. It costs you something to to step into step into a, a place that's uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone, especially when you're dealing with spirits. Absolutely. And uh, but I tell you, I, I would do it all again. I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. That's beautiful and very well said. Absolutely. Oh, here we are again. Oh, there is one more. There is one more. <laughs> this is an interesting. I, I forget what I sent you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is another, uh, this one was uh, taken, I'm trying to remember the sequence, but anyway, here's the angel again. Now, here he is more manifest, but this is in the same dining room with the Hope picture hanging on the wall. Um, I, th- I can't remember if this is a second or third, I'd have to look at it. But what's unique is that here he is again in a different room. There's the wing. Uh, but if you go if you go to the first picture where he's kneeling, uh-huh. this picture, you can see that the configuration is is similar. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially right there in the arc of the wing. Yeah, I just flipped it. And what back. I love about when you get Oh, it is. It's exactly the same. Um, exactly the same. It's exactly the same. That's and, and, cool. And I, and I always wondered, and, and it, it, I always wondered, why did why did the angel stay, to my, stay on my left side? Why was he always on my left? Yeah. And, I, and then the, what I was told, the reason why is because I take pictures on my right. So it wasn't allowed. Thing. It was absolutely an allowed thing. And it, yeah, he wasn't going to be on. The, he wasn't going to be on this side where I hold the camera up. He's going to be on this side where there's nothing. 
Now, Michael, I, just, I have to ask you this because I do a lot of crypto, zoology, really? photography, and spirit photography, but more crypto. And I'm always waiting for my um, full Sasquatch or Dogman shot. Are you, wait, are you waiting for your full? Come on now. Are you waiting for your full angel shot? Do you think you'll ever get that? Well, I tell you, this will be the best way to put it. I did a, I did a book signing last year, and you talk about angels in disguise. A man came up to me, and it was a time. We were actually putting things away, and he just wanted He was fascinated. He says, I, I really want to talk to you about this. And he actually brought up, he says, have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered that why God only allowed you to photograph the angel as much of him as he got? Yeah, yeah. And and I sat with that. I sat with it a moment. And what came to me is this, and this is true with a lot of things. I I know we really want to understand everything and we want to be able to put a period on the end of every sentence. Mm. But in this journey, there are things you are allowed to know and there are things you are not. And I looked at him and and the answer that came to my heart was simply, you know, I really don't know. I'm grateful for what I was given, mm. but but I'm not but but uh but I'm not going to lose any sleep trying to figure it out because right. because I trust it. I trust it. I've received it. I believe it. I trust it. I'm not going to worry about the details because even when God makes you a promise of things to come, God doesn't bother with details. That's where faith and trust come in. That that's where that's where you you, you know they. If, if we all knew the details of our lives from beginning to end, well, that, that would kind of be boring. You know, you, you know, you, you, he, he, he's read your book. You, we, I haven't read my whole book. You know, I, he gives you ideas and glimpses of how things come about and why things happen. But he's only going to give you what you really need to have. So much is based on, is based in faith and trust. Absolutely. Patience too. Things don't happen over overnight. You can't microwave like this is, this journey in my heart started uh, when I, right after my son was born, and I, and, and I was 33 when my son was born, and I started college just a few months after. This is a 13-year journey if you put college in, but what was unique from the time of graduation, this is, you know, we talk about seven a lot. Seven is the number of a great completion. Uh, I'm happy and honored to be able to talk to you because as we're talking, this is my seven-year anniversary Oh, wonderful! That's from the night of May, um, uh, from the night of uh, in 2010, where I took my first pictures. What? This is this is the se- almost to the day, almost to the month and day. This is the seven year anniversary. Wow! And that's uh, cool. and so uh, and so it's just a very powerful time right now, and and uh, and I'm just so grateful and thankful because what means the most to me is that is that how many lives are impacted and changed. Uh, because when you make a, a positive difference in someone's life, because I'm never going to tell people what to believe, I'll share where I'll share me. I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but but uh, but I'm I'm grateful to be able to like like not only be able to tell these stories, but I've been once again the word allowed. I've been allowed to document it. That's and so uh, here it is. Happy seventh anniversary interview. So that's crazy. That's awesome. I love it. That's that's awesome. Michael, how did you know, even though, I mean, I can clearly see that it's an angel and, and you can feel into the frequency that it's an angel and the colors suggest it's an angel. How, if it appeared in orb form and you didn't see a full figure anyways, how did you know it was an angel? I mean, how did you just know that? Were you given you, you, that? Let me catch my, you, you're told. 
Okay, you know, I got it. Okay, even when I first looked at the photographs, I knew I had experienced something big. Okay, but but you don't you don't immediately connect with that. But right. as you walk in the journey, you're given answers to your questions, Absolutely. and you know in your heart it's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And what's unique to me is that a lot of people see these photographs, and some people see the angel right off. They catch OS, and some people. Uh, some people see it and, and they don't connect with it right away. You're not used to seeing something like that. Uh, people tell me all the time they've never seen photographs like this. But with me, you know, I have to remind myself that the not I'm not amazing. These photographs are amazing. I'm not. But but it, but I but I'm so used to seeing them that that it I have to. I'm a part of it, but sometimes I have to be a part from it so I can step outside of it and reconnect with like good grief this is incredible you know and i'm and I'm, just a big kid. I'm just a big kid that that was able to find something or do you know really cool it's like hey everyone come look at this you know that's awesome i love it here's your kid oh. book again is this the you're talking about is this are these your hands yes there's page 33 that's it yeah and, oh. and you know once again it goes back to uh and and I'm gonna touch like I have a I have a new book coming out this Christmas uh, that is very spiritual. It's based in spiritual inspirational book because as I've gone through this journey, all the spiritual and inspirational stuff that's come to me, and I took a lot of my nature photographs from different places I've been and and, and put it together in this book that'll be out this Christmas. But but go, the reason I'm bringing that up too is that what was moved. You know, I'm always moved to do the books a certain way, but. But I like to put a Bible scripture in front of the book, and and we go back to the number thirty three, and this will really help people out a lot. Matthew six thirty three talks about uh, God saying, "If you put first His kingdom, all these things will be added onto you." And that was very relevant to this year, um, because you stop and think about it. You basically He's saying, "If you put Me first, I'll put you first. Mm. You work, you work to bless Me, I'll work to bless you." And, and and he doesn't just say put me first. He's not selfish. He doesn't need oh just put me first. He said no, put me first, and all these things will be added on you. And since the number thirty three is so relevant to me in the way it's in the promise and the thing that's been given, um, that's why like even starting the new book, it says that immediately it says how do you really sum this up? It says it says Matthew six thirty three is basically you're putting your Creator first, and He's gonna. He's going to put you first because you put him first. And and so that's why I wanted to share this picture because I, because, you know, later on, keep in mind at some point, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of this until it's revealed to me. And I'm like turning to page 33 going, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> but uh, but what I love also is that what the picture represents, you know, I, and I, I was shown this not too long ago, but not only does it appear on page 33, but what am I doing? I'm giving. Hmm. I'm giving. That's what I love about you. You're so humble. You have to be. It ain't me. <laughs> yeah, you do have to be. You're right. Yeah. yeah no, just show it, just to kind of give people an idea of the of the children's book. Here's Pete Sailing, one of the pictures. Uh, what's unique is that is that um, he has no wire frame. And, and, of course, like my other books, there's nothing done but cropping, brightness, contrast. But all the props and everything was done by hand. Uh, but basically, it took uh, three months uh, a little over three months to shoot uh, all of the photographs that go into this book. Wow. Uh, so, which I think, if you include the front and back cover, I think it's 42 pictures. 
it reminds me the the running thing was when Tim Burton did a Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, once you would set all that up, you know, basically the general rule of thumb is don't breathe, don't touch anything. Uh, you know, of course. But what I love is that you know, as kids growing up, as kids growing up, um, we all had a stuff. Every almost everybody had a stuff character they loved growing up. They're you know they'd sleep with or something. So what this is is that this is my son. This is actually based on a toy a little tiny stuffed toy that my son got out of a claw machine at, at one of the pizza places that, that we go to that, that my wife's dad took her to when she was little and I took him to. And so it was a little tiny, little, little blue looking thing. And, and he, and, and my son at, at the time called him pizza alien because he came from a pizza store. And so just how nice it was to, to be inspired by that. And then finally, when you get to it, cause everybody was wondering when are you, when are you ever going to do this book? He's 13 now. He's wow. 13 now, but it, I told him at least I finally got it out. But, but it was a, just a very heart touching, very, very uh, special thing to actually be able to finally do this book. And, and of course with the, the creation of him and everything that led to it, just a very nice, uh, innocent book. And, and I will say this much more about it without giving too much away, the book is really centered on, on a following your dreams. Oh, you can think special. about it. Yeah. You can think about it, talk about it, uh, imagine it, but, but uh, dreams will only take you to, uh, will only take you so far until you actually act upon them. And just like in this book, uh, he'll step out at Pete's alien steps out of his comfort zone to get what he wants to. <laughs> oh, I love it. There he is again. Yeah, I just wanted to show, just to kind of give people an idea of the depth of the photography. Once again, no Photoshop. I mean, he has no wire frame. And so everything was based with uh, different angles and perspective, angles and forced perspectives. Just even the act of this picture, getting him to run across the floor, it took about a good hour to set that up. Wow. Just to get it right. Yeah, I mean, and just, and you, for every, just like the other books I do, for every one photograph you see there's a good hundred that don't make it you know you find that one that really really captured what you're looking for but I wanted to include this so people can kind of get an idea of uh, of, uh, of of how he looks and how he performs as he goes through the book and uh, he has five different mouths that were created so you could change his expressions and all these other things but uh, okay but it was it was such a joy such a joy to make and it's up for a couple of them awards this year wow. and uh in fact, uh, I won't go and get into this story, but basically there was a delay in the book, but it wound up coming out on my birthday. So I'll turn 47 this Sunday and, and Pizza Alien will be one. So but, but it's really sweet. And, and, and so, yeah, let's, I know people want to get back to some ghost stuff now. So here I know, they're like, okay. So, yeah, yeah, let's get some ghost stuff. We've been looking at this. <laughs> Uh, I talk about the angel at Miss Molly's, and this photo was also featured when I did a and &E biography, but this is one of seven photographs of the angel coming in. Here you can see see how the wing is like facing up. Yeah. He's, laying, he's actually laying across the bed. And, and what it was is that we stayed there the night of the winter solstice. And I tell people, they say, they say uh, how, how, how do you know where to go photograph? I said, I really don't know. I'm led to where I go photograph. I didn't even expect to show up here. And, and, and then of all things, as a lot of times when we got there, my wife and I got there, no one else was staying there that night. It was me, my wife, and the innkeeper. And so what it was, I was falling asleep, 
And then as I shut my eyes, the room would get really bright, like someone putting a flashlight in your face. Ah. And then I opened my eyes, look around, go, what's going on? What's going on? And then, and then I did this and then I closed my eyes again. And then it happened again. And I looked and there's nothing. And finally I said, something is going on. My wife is sound asleep next to me. So, so what I did is I positioned my camera on my chest in the direction that the light was coming from. And I shut my eyes. As soon as the room lit up again, click, bam, bam, bam. And so what's great, and Ghost Revelations will show the entire sequence, but literally coming in, raising up to the ceiling, laying across the bed, and, um, and just, a, just incredible. See, you even see where he arcs off the bed and he leaves. My wife always said, well, why didn't you wake me up? And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I love it. But, but what was unique is that the innkeeper, who's also, she's also a Christian faith, uh, she, when she started Miss Molly, you know, she, she, like me, was going through turmoil with the spirit stuff. Because, you know, this is, you're talking about these ingrained dogma that you've had Absolutely. since you were a kid. And then all of a sudden you're being shown that's not the case. Yep. <laughs> but the day she started Miss Molly's, a man came up to her. He came up to visit. He said, oh, my name is Nazareth. And, and he had a, he, she described the way he looked. He says, I stay in the building across the way behind you, and I wanted to come in and check in on you and make sure everything was okay and make sure you're doing well. I'll let you know I'm always looking after you. And then, and then she's like, okay, kind of stunned. Later on, she, she said that it turned out no one stayed in the building behind her. It was an abandoned building. Wow. And then he said sometimes she would go out there just to, to take pour a drink of coffee and step outside at night. And she would see in the second floor window, the light would be on, but there would be on a couple of occasions, like a silhouette of an angel wings. Oh my goodness. But she talked to the owner and she said, no, he said, no, no one lives here. This is an abandoned building completely locked that's up. Cool. But what was unique, I found out later, the angel that I photographed, that's him. That's him in an, an angel form. Cause she described, there's one photo in the book that will show a profile, but she described his pointed nose and some okay. of his features. And, and sure enough, there's the pointed nose, clear as day. And so uh, I, I really believe I photographed him in, in his true spirit form that night. That's incredible. Mm. That gives uh, meanings to, uh, you know, <laughs> the angels will cover you with their wings. Like, literally, it's right there, you know, on the, that's crazy. That's incredible. Yes, I mean, it, it's, it's just okay. right there. Oh, oh, there I am. Not oh, going. hold on, I'm fast forward. Oh, uh, here's the photograph that actually, the, this is a key photograph in Ghost Revelations. Now, to give perspective of this, and I should also give perspective of angels too. Real quick, when I photographed the angel at Cabbage Plantation, I did a book signing there. Later on, when I did there, I stood in the door and I stood in the areas where I photographed him and I did the measurements. Okay. It's about seven feet tall. It's about seven feet tall and with the wings at the side, probably about three feet wide. And what was unique in this perspective, this is a, a full wall tapestry of Jesus, the classic image of Jesus praying at the rock. At the time, I was really in my head, like a lot of us are. You get spun up in your head and, and you're not grounded. You're very airy. And what was beautiful is that, is that you see the spirit light, the angelic spirit light appears only over his heart chakra. So, so what it is here, the, and that would be about the size of a basketball. If you were doing perspective... Oh, wow. Yeah, because the, the tapestry is wall size, and this is a place where my son was doing yoga. So he has the wall tapestry there, and I have four or five other pictures where the 
where the the spirit light was like the spirit was all around the tapestry sometimes in the beam of light where he's looking down but this one particular time and this one photo he appears over the heart chakra telling you and just like everybody else you need to be in your heart you need to live in your heart you need to get out of your head get grounded be in your heart and then i came back on his last day of yoga i tried to i tried to take pictures of the tapestry again and got nothing so this was a one-time deal and later on that yoga place was only open. This was the camera lens again. Did you just feel that you needed to take this? You, you felt feel it. Energy? You're moved to. Yeah, I moved to. And and and, uh, and and right after this happened, uh, about a month later, uh, that yoga place uh, shut down. Aww, it was only it was only there for a few months. Picture. It was a wind. It was a window of time where this had, had happened. And but yeah, that that uh, appears right over his heart chakra. I took it. I made an eight by ten of that picture, and then and then uh, in the room at, that work out of the, at, at home, uh, I have that one hanging on the wall. It's a, it's special to me to have certain ones. I took them and blew them up and put them on frames and stuff. Because if I ever, you know, when it's good to keep things in front of you. If you ever have those moments where you're like, what's going on? I'm confused. Am I, am I on the right path? All I have to do is to step into this room, which I'm actually in now, and look at these pictures. Oh, these that's key, cool. Key oh. moments. Say, basically, God laughed at me one time in, in meditative prayer. He laughed at me because I asked him, well, what should I be doing? And he literally laughed at me. So, <laughs> are you kidding me? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Right. Don't ask me that again. <laughs> you got the goddess of destruction right alongside Jesus with his heart chakra. It's kind of. That's an interesting contrast picture just with the energies there too. It is. It is. And oh, this, the only, of course, you're already seeing me now. Uh, <laughs> but, but this picture was actually taken the day. I don't usually get my picture made, but this picture was actually taken the day uh, that I photographed the angel. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. Even if you look at that light next to my arm, you know, I mean, it's uh there is a lot of light, a lot of bright light, and, and but this is this is me the day that angel was photographed. You look and, uh, a and it's the, uh, woozy, woozy. Yeah, the owner's wife took it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we talk about Nightmare Before Christmas, and there's a Jack Skellington pin on my hat. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even notice. That. Right, I love it. Oh yeah, this is a nice one. These are the ones you added. Yeah, I wanted to throw in a couple. Uh, that's There's a place. Great. This is Carter Town, and oh, thank you. This is Carter Town, and uh, about 45 minutes from where I live. It's an old abandoned town. But what was unique? Uh, it, it reminds me of when people say, "Well, they go to certain areas of the ocean and photograph the sharks." If you fo- all sharks look pretty much light, but you'll find when you photograph them, you'll notice that the person you'll know which one is which. Little things that change. This, oh. And when I go to Carter Town, this is one of the spirits that always shows up. He's the only one that shows up green. But I wanted to show people, like, because I've photographed red and such. And and what's unique is, like, a lot of people are so used to the traditional white, they don't realize that they will manifest in other colors. Uh, but this one, uh, I don't have a name for him, but I see him there all the time. Uh, but he always appears. This is where he was shot. Uh, in, in the town's history, he was shot uh, in a drunken uh, brawl, and 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 this spirit particularly appear well actually only appears by this uh, this marker, this grave marker, 
Okay. Now, now, one time he tried to hop in the car with me, and I like he was over there by the car, and I'm like, no, 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 go back over there. Oh my goodness! Wow. But, well, look, before I always learn, when when you leave a haunted place, you got to clear yourself. You have to clear yourself. How do you do that? Do you pray, or what are your methods of doing that? I pray, and if it seems like I pray over the, I pray over the space. That's good. Or. Or if it's, a, if it's a spirit that's particularly aggressive, I don't mind telling them respectfully, you must stay here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must stay. That's awesome. Uh, that's now, awesome. while we don't while we don't have hauntings at the house, uh, we've had, I can't name how much has passed through. And and yeah. sometimes good, sometimes bad. You've yeah. a lot of things. But this one would have loved to come along with me, but... But but I wanted I wanted people to get a chance to really see how they will manifest in different uh, colors and uh, now why they do I don't know I have no clue but but it it does make for a very nice picture yeah it's beautiful that's a gorgeous contrast you know what else I see there which I'll have to send back to you highlighted I see yeah. some of my crypto friends there I see a, some um, elementals and uh, crypto zoology creatures so I'll send that back to you oh yes yes my observations. <laughs> Ooh, that's bright. Yeah. Now, here's the angel from the catfish plantation again. Okay. We all have our guardians. And uh, this started, well, this started maybe uh, probably going on about a year ago. But uh, I was sitting in the backyard and I felt the presence. You know, I've been photographing so long that you, it's just instinctive. But the size, if you were doing the perspective, the size would be about, the, once again, about the size of a basketball. Okay, so he, wow. He's right by the tree. But what he does is that what I, was, what I was told internally that he does is he keeps the house safe. He, he, keeps, he keeps the house protected. I'll uh, take that. I'll take a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think I actually have a couple of those. Well, I used to say, used to, I'd have to go to haunted locations to photograph spirits and now it's like no you can go in your backyard <laughs> that is so true and i'm gonna i think that's what my pictures in a way i'm gonna talk about that in a minute those are great great thank shots you. thank you so much those are just beautiful shots thank sure. you um and we'll get to you back to you in a second i just want to show you this i was a consultant the past couple of days this is an undisclosed location in pilot mountain near me but um they sent me these pictures and said i we saw some orbs and I blew them up, and you guys are going to have to blow it up to see this. But uh, when you blow these up, you can see entities and energies in all these places that I've roughly circled, which is interesting because they're all in this corner. And what I find is um, I really felt the source was actually this little stick in the back and this painting but uh, that was kind of attracting. But, you know, everything is energy, and I know a lot of you don't know me, but everything is frequency and yes. when you have things that are unclean or not clean, like you, t- you were talking about, cleaning your spaces or cleaning your energy field, um, it's the same with places. You cannot just move into a place and say, oh, everything's wonderful and happy and there's nothing here. There's a lot of energy that people bring in. There's a lot of energies that are there from the land. There's a lot of energies that are there you know, from the homes and the things that have gone on there. And so this is the same place. And then I said, look at the wall. And you can, I think you can see yeah. this with your eye. Can you, I mean, I know it jumps out at you. But even just on this wall, there's just much, much. You know, I took a look at this wall. I didn't even have, you know, you can see this with your naked eyes. If you have any kind of vision, you guys. But if you blow these pictures up or even some of your pictures, 
you can just see some crazy stuff. And this is yes, just one wall. This place needs cleaned, my friends. So I just wanted to well, show you guys that. Those are, those are really great pictures. You know, what you're talking about, one thing I learned, and, and you learn as you go along, but, but how negative things vibrate at such a low frequency, the things yeah. vibrate at a high frequency. Now, I tell you, being around angels, that is a frequency unlike any other. And I'm sure that Jesus and God, I mean, I'm sure their frequencies are, are off the charts to say the least. But, but what's unique is that, is that when you go into a place and you feel that low vibration, you can feel that negativeness. And, and just a, a good example would be when I did that paranormal convention, a lot of those paranormal teams don't know how to clear so there's a lot of activity. There's orbs attached to them. I would take their pictures. Totally. I used to work with paranormal. Yeah. You know and what I'm talking about. They were the most depressed, oppressive. I don't even know. I'm like, angry. guys, get this junk off yeah. you, you know? They're very angry too. And, and you know, I was really out of my element there. But but I would take pictures of them and they would have stuff attached to them because they don't know how to clear. But what one thing that was an absolute blessing was that where they had me speak, where I spoke about the angel, where they had it, it was in a separate room, not in the main hall. But but the guy that was in there before it uh, was, uh, he did like Reiki and psychic stuff. But what he had done is for himself, because he spoke before me in that room before went on it, before I went on, and he cleared the room. And so when you walk into the room, it's like, well, I'm glad this guy was in here before me, because he just, he just raised the vibration level to super high and, and his, his stepping into it is like, he just kind of set the stage for me. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Love that. But, but I tell you, you know, uh, people, uh, you know, go, going back, you know, I, I, I talk about a lot about divine purpose and a lot about, uh, you know, when, think about how even yourself, you're, if we weren't allowed to experience spirits and angels or photograph them or what have you, how would anyone, no, you know, you know, you, you, you got it. There's an awareness because people are so caught up in the way the world is and, and they're so worried about what Trump is doing and all this is going on. And, and, and they, they, get, they get so wrapped up in worldly things. They don't realize what's going on behind the scenes and, and, uh, and how each of us have a special divine purpose. You can be good at a lot of things. You can probably be great at a lot of things, but I think it's important for all of us to step into ourselves and really find what it is, the purpose that you are here. You know, there is a reason you are here and, and, uh, and, and that is unique to yourself. Just like what I do is unique to myself and what you do is unique to yourself. And, and in the end, it's about not only will you have a happier life, a more fulfilled life, a better life, but just think of all in turn, you, you, you know, one day, one day I was listening to someone tell stories like, like th not like you know particularly what I did, but one day you find yourself inspired by what someone said, and then the next day you're finding out that people are inspired by what you said and do, and 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 it's payback. It's a wonderful payback. But but if there is one solid message though is is a, and I like I said I'll never tell anyone how to believe, but but uh but I've learned through this firsthand and and knew beforehand and now it's been resolidified. Uh, don't don't look at churches and religion and don't look at people that give God a bad name. Just really realize that there is a, just as these spirits exist, there, there really is a God. And I'll be honest with you, there is. And he, 
and he and he loves you, created you, and he wants the best for you. And what I find is that, you know, coming back because I was a, you know, coming into this relationship now that I have with him, just uh, how how much he looks after you and takes care of you. Because my career, a good example would be my career. I, like I said, I could be the most talented writer, the most talented photographer, but but that ain't my call. You know, I don't put the angels in front. I don't put the spirits in front. So my whole career is based around him being generous. You know, and, and so uh, so that but but I really encourage people to really get out of the noise of the world and really really connect with uh, really find your divine purpose and what you're meant to be doing. And you'll find as you walk in that divine purpose, uh, how much it has to do with a, with a strong relationship to God and heaven above. Absolutely. I agree with you. We were just all discussing, we think there's something, well, we know that I know there's something on the left side of you behind mm-hmm. you. Yeah, there, over there by your bookcase, there's some living energy. I took a picture of it. I'll blow it up later. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, I tell you, today my wife even photographed. A, there's been bright points of light like all through the house. What was unique? Okay. About, okay. You know how this interview was rescheduled when you were under the weather. Yes. When you yes. were feeling well, and and I had just gotten back from vacation, and even that day, uh, that Tuesday was our first day back. And there was a, a lot of activity in the house. And then, of course, unfortunately, you weren't feeling well. I mean, we rescheduled. But what's unique is that, is that here we are finally getting to do this. And, there, and, and even today, my wife is actually like photographed stuff in the house. Oh, she was, does too. Oh, yeah. Um, well, awesome. my wife is incredible. She, you know, she's Tracy and she, she does massage therapy and a lot of spiritual counseling. And, and, and she, she is just incredible. We've been together over 20 years. And, and, and one of those one of those reasons why we've been together so long is like you, not especially with what I do and what she does, you know, not many people would be accepting and supportive of such, you know, I mean, that's, that's something that's in, in some, in a lot of people's eyes to put it in a, in a blunt way, it would be a kind of little off the wall. But she, <laughs> she, she is unique because she, she sees more than I see. She, okay. she, sees, yeah, she, she sees and feels far more than I do. Like what I get in the camera, she would get in person. Uh, uh, I, I made the comment to her once. I said, boy, it would be really unique to see spirits as much as you do. And she actually said, no, you would not want that. And it's not that this is a bad thing, but she described it, especially with my personality. She said it would be way too distracting. And uh, because just to be because at some point you got to get used to the fact you're seeing them all the time. But what's incredible, the journey that I've taken with it and the journey that she's taken with it and how, how, how it is, uh, not only are we a married couple, but now it has brought us together, even career wise, you know, to that's neat. where that's we're working towards, uh, really you know, she, Absolutely. she does a lot and I do a lot. And we, now we brought it all together and it's all about, uh, uh, leading people away, waking people up, waking people up and, and getting them to find uh, what their purpose is in life, getting fantastic. them fulfilled. Fantastic work, and I'm I'm so glad that you're doing it, and I'm so glad uh, that you found that, and that you guys can do that together. That's such a huge blessing. Why don't you tell everybody that will watch this on YouTube and listen to this on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes and all the places that it will be broadcast? Tell us how we can number one tell us how we can get a hold of your books, and then tell us where we can find you on the internet, your website, any social media, all that good stuff. Sure. Well, it's pretty basic. I'm I'm a 
I'm like I said, you know, you already know I'm almost 47. I'm old school, but but uh, after I did A and E biography, they encouraged uh, me to do a website and some such to, in order to be able to be connected. So it's actually uh, michaelgravesghostlygallery.com. Uh, you can put that in, and that'll take you to the actual website, which has links to the books, media. It even has a link to the A and E uh, biography special and some news articles written. Oh, good. I've, okay. I've done quite a bit of media, but uh, on that one, I just kind of selected the, made, made a, a deep yeah. selection of it. Yeah, you can't, you know, if that would be like 20 million links if you put too much on <laughs> I love now, it. Now the books are, you know, I self-published uh, because, okay. and I, I was, you know, I, I weighed the options in the beginning and I, and I self-published these titles because honestly, in the end it came out because I learned from George Lucas, you want your, you want it to be the way you want it to be and the way it was meant to be. Actually, the way it's meant to be is a better way to put it. So weighing the two options, I decided self-publishing. Uh, but yes, if, if you go to the michaelgravesghostlygallery.com, that'll be links to books, media, everything, plus a host of images and, and videos that I put together showcasing, giving, giving you an idea, just like you, as you did here, a good idea of the photography. I do. I know it's kind of just scratching the surface because you really get into the books to really get into like the heavy duty, some more of the heavy duty stuff. But I really wanted to put some stuff out there, so at least you know, at least to get a good sampling of what I do. And and if and if you don't like a lot of people that if you didn't want to get Amazon the books through Amazon, they're also on BarnesandNoble.com. You can type them in by title. But basically, if you put Michael Graves Ghost, Michael Graves Paranormal, it's going to pull up practically everything you want but if you want the main source it'll be michaelgravesghostlygallery.com and i am on twitter at michael grave at michael graves 21 what what was unique we talked about the number 21 21 was my first repeating number but what what was unique where i had uh, my first real spirits experiences that i remember from a child was at my grandmother's house and grandfather's house my dad's parents and i would have experiences there and what's unique, I found out later on as I grew up, their address, their address was a, a 2121 Raven Den. So, and that's in Memphis, Tennessee. The house is no longer there, but, but, uh, but it, but as you know, as as with any journey, you start putting together pieces, and things are made aware to you. And and uh, I can't think. Long story short, I can't think of a single day that passes where, where uh, you think you know and you don't, and, and something will come across and. And I'll be like, my mouth will be on the floor because I'm just stunned at just just the awesome, you know, because God's awesome and it's just the awesomeness of God and how how he gives you all these things to let you know I've got your back. <laughs> I agree with you, Michael. You know, it's so funny. You never think that something like crypto, you know, photographing uh, dogmen and Bigfoot and orbs and, you know, similar things to what you photograph uh, kind of on a different, you know, going a different direction. But um you know, you wouldn't think that that would lead you deeper into yourself and closer to a relationship with God and an understanding of who he is and the interdimensional world and eternity and all these big, big concepts, you know, just with your little camera or your cell phone or, or your eyes, you know, as, as your wife who has the gift. But it's really crazy. And it's so funny because um, I just wanted to share with you really quick. Um, yeah. When I was 20, God spoke to me and he said, I, I did perform my first exorcism at 20. And uh, God said, hey, and, and, you know, he's saying this to a 20-year-old, of course. He's, he said, hey, guess what? You get to do this the rest of your life. And you know what I said to God, Michael? I said, not this girl, brother, no way. And everything he's done, including four years ago, he took me to the floor 
And he said, are you ready now? Are you ready now? And it took, I'm not going to tell you guys how many years, but it took over 40 years. Till I said, awesome. truly surrender. You know, we have these mini surrenders in our life and these mini encounters. And we're like, eh, I'll, I'll try it your way. But then we turn and we turn away from our purpose of why we're here. And so it's so cool to meet someone that kind of has a similar, in a way, you know, uh, experience kind of with God where, where there's just no doubt and you kind of just have to surrender yourself. And you're like, okay, if you're going to call me crazy, people are going to call me crazy. It is weird. It is different. It is crazy, but this is why I'm here. And I think it's so beautiful that you and your wife, you know, are using your gifts and talents. You're not hiding them. You're not denying them. You're not justifying them. You know what I mean? You're just gently going out there and sharing them. Well, I really appreciate that. And, and, and those are sweet words. And, and I tell you, just like yourself, uh, talking about your experience with God and how he came to you. Uh, and I'll tell people this is, says a, and going, you know, you got to be outside your comfort zone to walk your divine purpose because that that doesn't exist where you're comfortable. And even if you get comfortable, even if you are in your divine purpose, yeah, you'll get comfortable with a certain level of it. Oh, no, no, you're not done. But but what I tell you is that ultimately it's it's an honor to be set apart uh, because God made you. And an, as, as I'll quote one of my favorite preachers, T.D. Jakes, says, God made you an outcast with men. So you could be an in-cast with God. And and uh, and that's just the truth. And, and uh, oh, it's beautiful. I mean, he, he did. He, and, 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 and I think the thing that hurts me the most uh, when it comes to it is that people that are seeking a relationship with God or looking at the, 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 the hellfire brimstone preachings, basically looking at people, people are imperfect and you're looking at an imperfect people to try to give you an idea of a perfect God, God's perfection. And so I tell people when they're really searching for God, or even when you're building your relationship, you may already have, get outside, get outside of, of, of people, of, of the churches and stuff. And really, this is personal. This is in your heart. I mean, you, you know, don't, it's almost like if you want to get to know somebody, you know, when you want to get to know somebody and you have, you have like four people tell you what, it, what they're like, but when you initially meet them, it won't be like that at all. You know, and that's why I tell people don't don't let don't let the imperfect people imper don't let the imperfections of people turn you away from the perfection of God. Because uh, when you're walking with them, it's a beautiful beautiful thing. And like I said, I, I'll always disclaimer this: I won't tell people how to live. But it, but uh, you get these books, you see these pictures, just like you're seeing now. You know, I've been allowed. Once again, the word allowed, I've been allowed to give, I will, I was allowed to photograph and give people a look behind the curtain. Mm. And I've been doing this, the books, I've been doing this for seven years. The books cover a little over four years when I was really in the thick of it. I still photograph, I still experience, right. Right. but those books in that, in that four year period that those books cover, that's like the thick of the thick, you know, you live, breathe and slept it. And, and what was unique at the time too, is that, I'm kind of a to myself person and, and and apart from my wife and son, I mean, I only apart from my wife and son, I only hung around spirits. And for a while, I'll tell you this much. Uh, it took a while to detox off of that. That's a little that can get a little little awkward because if you're spending all this time with the supernatural, I mean, it it, it reminds me of this photographer. He talked about his experience when he went to Vietnam to photograph. He was a journalist. He, he brought back all these incredible photos 
but at some point he had to acknowledge the emotional, mm. emotional, physical, spiritual impact it have on him. You know, it's going to have on you, and you don't see it at the time till you're coming off of it, and and you're you're it's it's a it's got its good and bad aspects of it, of course, like anything else. But 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 I'm but when I was in the thick of it like that, I mean it, it, and you don't really realize how deep you are until you get out of the water for a little bit and. <laughs> Start, start getting more in the shallow end of it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to encourage you, and I know you would say the same thing and, and you can chime in, but every single person that has ever drawn to watch any part of this uh, video or listen to any part of this, as we'll put it in audio on different forms, you too can meet with a living God. You too can start to feel, whether it's feeling or sense or see or hear the interdimensional reality. We are all eternal light beings. And, uh, you know, God seeks a relationship with you. Michael and I, I do not consider myself special. I consider myself blessed, but I do not consider myself um, alone in the gifting or alone in the opportunity of anything that we've discussed here. It is available to all. Sometimes, though, like we talked about the paranormal groups, that need to drop some things. Sometimes we need to drop our guard. Sometimes, as Michael has shared, we need to open up our heart and we need to be open to receive and not in fear, but like you shared, Michael, in faith. Yes, and because I tell you, you know, it, 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 it's um, ego has no place in this kind of walk. Amen. I mean, yeah. now, it doesn't. Like, if you were to ask me what if you ask me why do I do what I do, it, it'll all go back to what I was saying earlier. I put God first. Now, anything added on to me, that's all byproduct. You know, like, like, oh, you know, like, oh, house you live in, car you drive, all that stuff. That's all byproduct. Initially, why do you do it? And that's this because I put Him first, and that, and and so that that is your mission. Sometimes people, sometimes people get you know it, because I tell you one thing, and I, I will. People need to hear this. Uh, that you don't microwave this. This isn't something. This isn't set. God. God. Even when God took the took the the Israelites and when He led them to the to the edge of the Red Sea to the Promised Land. Well, when He led them to the Promised Land, He didn't go the quickest route. He took them the long way around. <laughs> Just like with me, like my wife said, uh, with this journey, God didn't shove you in the deep end of the pool. He took you in slow. He took you in slow. It's like there's two ways, like like I love T.D. Jakes a lot, but he made, he made the comments that there's two ways you can make a pot roast. You can, you can make it in a microwave, but it's not going to be as good. Or you can slow cook it to perfection. And so walking in your divine purpose is a slow cook to perfection. Mm-hmm. Thing. And don't, and don't even, even when God shows you the position, a lot of times people want the position of, but they don't want to go through the process to get it. It's just like, oh, I want to have a college degree hanging on my wall, but I don't want to go through four to six year, years of, of college to get it. So, so I tell people, you got to really focus on what is your purpose? What is your mission? All those other things, the, eventually you'll know your position in, in time. You'll know where you're going to wind up. Agree. Uh, but, but in the meantime, you know, the, you, it's just like if you're running a race, like, you know, you're going to go through the finish line. You're going to break the ribbon. But but before you do that, you got your 30 laps or whatever, you know, you got to you got to do it. And so I tell people uh, and, I, and I'll put I'll, 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 uh, this comes to mind and I'll share it. And this will be the best way to sum it up. What I love is that I still like a lot of people. I love popular music and that, and uh, 
and, and I saw in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they had Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, one of the most popular rock bands of all time, iconic. When they were inducted in, the lead singer, Eddie Vedder, when they were inducted in, he comes up there and he makes a profound statement. And he says, when we hit, we hit really big and really fast. And, and, and it was just all of a sudden, it just blew up around us and we were running the catch up. And he actually made the comment, says, I wish our career would have been more like R.E.M., a slow rise where you can savor those moments, the slow rise to get to where you're going, to where you can stop and really appreciate and enjoy the journey. And you're talking, and, and this is coming from someone who's super successful, uh, super, you know, all those things, actually telling people, I wish it would have happened slower. I wish it wouldn't have happened so quick. Because because even think about it, when you reach your destination, what are you going to look at? The journey. It's the journey. It's the journey is the most special part. And and that's why I'm so pleased, again, to be sharing my seven-year anniversary uh, interview uh, uh, with you because uh, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of looking back the past uh, couple of months, especially. And this is a very special year, by the way. 2017 is a Jubilee year, and it's a very, very special year. And... Uh, and, and if I was to say one thing about this year, uh, last year, God set everybody in directions that they were supposed to go. If you were willing to accept that, you're in good shape. If you weren't, you're still going to come out all right. But she's, but what he did, he put everyone in the direction they're meant to go. My wife and I, and my wife is so in tune. She's incredible. She said, this is the year that God won't let you sit on the fence. Mm. You're not allowed to sit on the fence this year. That. You're either going to be with me or without me, but he but he promised one thing: if you're going to be with me, I'm going to bless you like no other. You're you're going to see blessings abound like you couldn't even dream of. That's why Steve Harvey, one of my favorite comments from him, says, "You can dream big all you want, but it ain't nothing compared to what God's got in store for you when you're walking with Him." And and so that's why once again, I hope some people are taking from this uh, a, a desire to step outside of yourselves and really, really like, like connecting and, 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 and find your purpose in life because you're going to, there's no way to describe it until you're walking it. it it's, right. it's an incredible way to live. It's an incredible way to fall asleep every night. And it ain't easy. It ain't, I, I won't say it by any stretch of the, if, if it, if it was easy, everybody would, would be doing it. You know, yeah, but, but that's you, right. That's right. Yeah. It, you're you're, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to, you're going to get banged up pretty hard. And you'll go through, and especially when you get near the end before a breakthrough time, before you get through the end of a breakthrough, just imagine it in football. You're at the one-yard line about to push it in. Think of how hard you're going to get played. You're going to get played for time. So, so, and I'm just sharing this not to discourage anyone, but, I mean, just just get ready. But but look at adversity and challenges as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a positive sign that you are doing the right thing. If you are going through life with no adversity and no challenges, I would be very, very concerned. Very concerned. Especially in this world, Mr. Grace. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. I think you've inspired and uh, just spoken from your heart. And we can, I can feel your heart energy. I'm sure everybody that watches and listens now and in the future can just feel the love that you have in your heart and your passion for your purpose. And um, thank you so much for blessing me and being on The Secret to Everything. We love people like you. And uh, that's why we, we do this to get uh, your message out. So again, you guys can Google Mr. Graves, Michael Graves. You can 
go to his website. Give it, give it all to us one more time, Mr. Graves. Uh, Michael Graves, ghostlygallery.com. You can find out more information and see different pictures and purchase his beautiful books and um, connect with him uh, through social media as well. So I hope you and your wife have a super blessed evening. Please, uh, you know, give my affection to her. and Thank you for the good work that she's doing as well. Well, you too. And it's, it's such an honor and a blessing. And, a, and, a, and you know, uh, this, this interview was technically put off a couple of times, but third time was the charm. That's true. Just just like I tell everybody, it says, says, they asked me, were you upset when it was delayed? Said, no, no, no. And, and, and when, then when you fell ill, were you upset? And it's like, no, no, no. Because I tell you what, this interview is going to happen exactly when it was meant to happen. And that's that's right now. And that's, that's the divine timing of things. And, and just like my wife, who will also throw in, why do you give yourself ridiculous deadlines for your books? She looks at me every time and says, it will come out when it's meant to. <laughs> oh, that is true. And thank you. I just want to say thank you. You guys don't know the backstory, but you were so exceedingly gracious and patient. And I didn't want you to think I was putting you off as very excited no. about, no. you know, a kindred spirit. I could, I could sense your heart and your um, passion. And so... We will, um, I don't think this is the last time we will speak. I think we will um, more than likely speak again and have you on in a different way. Or I, I just don't feel this is the last time that we will be seeing you. So thank you. Oh, no, it's so, definitely so not the last time. I don't, I don't, I don't um, know what, what form or shape that's going to take, but, uh, but I will say it'll be beyond anything I could possibly even grasp. And, and I do look forward to talking to you again. Uh, especially in, in a later part of this journey as it, as it continues to progress, because right now, you know, I, it, I, I focus on my mission and, and, uh, and, and uh, there's a position that's coming, but right now I look at the mission and once again, it's, it's, it's an honor and a joy to be able to do what I do. And I tell you, just like, just like when you had your experience with God, like you said, you'd be doing this the rest of your life. If someone was to come to me and tell me, even the day that I was about to graduate college is, oh, no, you're not going to get a regular job. You're going to photograph angels and spirits and write books about them. And if, and if you were to tell me that, I would think you, at the time, I think you, you're out of your mind. But, but like I said, it, God's full of surprises. And so that's why, you know, I humbly do what I do. But what I do is, is, is no greater than anything else that anyone else will do. It just simply happens to be what I was given. And the reason we're given the gifts that we're given, and they're all buried, uh, but the reason we're given the gifts we're given is because we can handle it. We can handle doing it. And, and it's like God gave me. Equipped. We're equipped for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. God, God gave me this because you, I could take it. He knew I could take it and I could do it. And I would deep down. And I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, but I tell you, it's a. You, you know, you, you just, it just really comes down to, I want, you know, I want, if anyone's to take away anything, I really want people to really step outside of the, of the world and, and just cut, tune the world out, get quiet, really understand, uh, you know, if, whether you're seeking a relationship with God. And I tell you, and if you already have one, I'll tell you this much. And, and I kind of, I'm kind of going on what's being given me to share. Remember, prayer is always a two-way conversation. I mean, it's okay to pray and ask for the things you want, your family to be safe and what have you. Uh, but I, I encourage people to add a second part of that. Uh, it's okay to pray for the things you want, but it's but, but right after that or even before it, 
why don't you just sit quietly and turn it over to God and just say, tell me, you know, like whatever you have for me, I'm just open to receive it. And you, you will be amazed uh, what you will get. You will be amazed. Absolutely. Amazed and surprised. Amazed and surprised. It'll be a, it'll be a journey. Well, uh, many blessings, my friend, and I, uh, your family will be in my prayers tonight. And uh, again, thank you so much for your honoring us with your time. We really, everyone really, really enjoyed it. I hope you've been reading the beautiful comments that they've been writing um, to you. So you've been much appreciated. Awesome. Okay. Well, one, one thing, definitely, I want you to send me a link to this too, because I'm, I'm looking forward to, to sharing it, sharing it, especially tomorrow when I've got a lot of time to send it out there because I, I it's a special interview on many levels and, and I'm just thankful that it, that it happened exactly when it was supposed to. Yeah. I'll send you a couple um, different links when I get it processed either tonight or tomorrow. And if you don't hear from me, um, go ahead and write me and, and say, Hey, where's that link? Give me that oh, link, yeah. but I'll try to do it tonight. I'll try to get, it won't be the edited version because I like to fancy it up, but um, it'll be, you can do whatever you want with the raw version of it. So. Oh, well, no, I, 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 I may just wait on the fancy. You can send me both. I like the fancy ones too. But, <laughs> but yeah. Either way, I'll, I'll get those exactly when I'm supposed to, too. So. <laughs> okay, my friend, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. Thank you and, and many blessings and, and we'll, we'll meet again soon. Sounds wonderful. Okay, you guys. So it has been another edition of Secret to Everything. And we had a wonderful guest, Michael Graves. And if you guys are interested in learning more about energy, we are right in the middle of getting ready in a couple of weeks to go full force into our transformation class, which is learning how to discern and to move energies. And we are going to have a lot more crazy, amazing guests and all of these interviews will be free, of course, to you. So um, I love you, too. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, there are over 100 Secret to Everything archive shows for those of you that have been interested in the subject matter. Many are conscious, many are authors, many are paranormal guests, um, some cryptozoology people, of course, and um, all the conversations I find and always learn something. So thank you guys for being here. And I hope you all have an amazing and wonderful night and we will talk soon.